Today on Locked On A's, Shintaro Fujinami has officially signed with the Oakland A's. He held a press conference, well, the A's held a press conference. We're going to talk about that, how he fits into the A's rotation, and what he brings to the A's in 2023. Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 520 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, nerd baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, Shintaro Fujinami is amazing, and I want to talk about him, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, also, you may notice that I am in a hotel room right now, so uh, we're having fun. I went to the AEW show. It was lots of fun. And now I'm recording very late at night and hopefully I'm not disturbing the neighbors. So we're going to talk very quietly tonight. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you so much for making this your first lesson of the day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. So go to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the channel uh, or the video, and then comment on the video because that's how the podcast grows because it helps the algorithm find other fans just like you. And that's how it, it helps me. So go do that. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know what to comment down below, just say, so good at baseball, so handsome. That's all I ask. Um, anyways, uh, follow the show at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And also check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis because uh, pe- people need to know that the A's are, in fact, a baseball team. I was checking into this here hotel and... <laughs> The person at the counter uh, was like, hey, so you like baseball? I was like, yeah, uh, I, I'm an A's fan. And they were like, like an Angels fan? I was like, no, no, like the A's. I'm, I'm from the Bay Area. And they were like, I don't know what that is. Uh, the, the, the team, they know what the Bay Area is. And um, I showed them my hat and uh, that, that rang no bells. And so A's, get on that. Uh, get down here to Fresno and do some marketing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but that's that's for another day. Just add that to your task list, John Fisher. Uh, but today we're talking about Shintaro Fujinami, or as he would like to be called, Fuji. Because uh, he's just delightful. I, I had so much fun watching this 30-minute press conference on Wednesday, thir- Tuesday. Days are escaping me uh, because he is a delight of a human being. Uh, he seemed like a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that he is on the A's. Uh, also, I was so glad that the A's held a press conference because they haven't done that in a decade. A full decade. Uh, also, Scott Boris was at this press conference, so just lots of worlds colliding here, and uh, it very rarely is Scott Boris involved in anything Oakland A's, and very rarely do the A's hold a press conference, but everything just happened all at once, and uh, what an offseason it's been. The John Fisher has opened up the coffers and is spending like a madman right now. Um, I saw a tweet last week. It was on uh, Arbitration Day when everybody was getting their arbitration salaries, uh, you know, Tony Kemp and all that stuff, and uh, I, I think it was A's fans by design, or A's 
fan by, by design. I think it was them. Uh, it said uh, they, they had a tweet and it said, uh, John Fisher's bank. Uh, John, we're noticing a lot of uh, weird activity here. And I thought that that was hilarious. So tweet of the week goes to A's fan by design uh, for making fun of John Fisher never spending money and having his bank call him. Anyways, let's talk about this press conference because Jintaro Fujinami, number 11 with the Oakland A's, is uh, now a member of the Oakland A's. Uh, he's, six, he's six foot six. That's the first thing that stood out to me. He is six foot six. He, and, and you can read the numbers, but if you don't see six foot six, you're like, yeah, whatever, six foot six. Those are numbers they put together and that's a tall person. He's a tall person compared to Mark Kotze and Scott Boris, his agent, and uh, David Forrest, the ASGM. He's like a head taller than all of them. He was a very tall guy. And uh, I, I think that on the last show, I said that they should just uh, tandem start him and AJ Puck, just a 6'6 six, six and a 6'7 righty-lefty combo coming at you for four innings apiece. That would be exciting baseball. If he command from both of these guys, from both of these tall gents, that's A's baseball in 2023. I want to see it. And uh, some people might also want to see that as well. So um, I'm not going to name any names, but I got some, some traction on that. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a good idea, but oh man, do I want to see it. But he's six foot six. So th that was my first takeaway. Also, uh, he speaks a little bit of English. He had a prepared statement. He read his opening statement himself. Uh, it was in English. It was very well said. Uh, he thanked everybody. Um, you know, that's, he's known ever. Um, so that was good. Um, he also said, go Oakland A's at the very end of it. And I loved that. Uh, cause he, he's, he's all about the A's right now. They're, they're the team that gave him his, his opportunity. I love that. And, uh, he seems to be, uh, liking his time here so far. He, he likes the A's and fun fact, uh, his favorite place in, I'm going to say America right now is the Coliseum. Last dive bar. He's having lots of fun with that. Uh, the Coliseum, he's, he, he wouldn't name any of his favorite sites, but he's like, yeah, I liked going to the ballpark. That was really cool. So he loves the Coliseum. Uh, New York, you suck. The Coliseum is where it's at. Uh, and, and the Coliseum will have Fuji pitching at some point this season. I, I love this. Just getting Fuji to sign with the A's has made me very, very happy about the prospects of the A's in 2023. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later, but I like this guy. He makes me like this team even more. And I think that that is uh, not beside the point. I think that that is a, a big reason why you sign somebody like this. Also, um, they, they have the, the, the jersey giveaway if you sign up for like the Fuji package, uh, which you get like tickets to a game. And then a, a, a Shintaro Fujinami uh, jersey with his name in Japanese and the number 11. And uh, I, I didn't get those tickets, but I, I want that shirt so bad. Because I have one of those, it's an Otani one, but it says Angels and it's red and they don't look good in those colors, but I really like uh, Otani. So I, I want one for my team and my guy. So I'm looking forward to that happening at some point. Um, he is also very excited to face Shohei Otani, both on the mound and as a batter. Uh, not him batting, Shohei Otani batting. Um, I believe he said, I'm going, I'm paraphrasing. He said that he was going to beat him at some point. Uh, but I'm going to say that he said he was going to eviscerate Shohei Otani and become the new best player in baseball. Um, 
just to drum things up. <laughs> no, he, he said that he's very much looking forward to it. He did like jokingly say, no, I'm going to wait uh, when, when I face him or, or something to that effect. It was like a, a, a castaway line, but I thought it was funny. He's also looking forward to facing Seiya Suzuki of the Chicago Cubs, which the A's will be facing uh, Seiya Suzuki and the Chicago Cubs at some point this season. I, have, I think it's actually in May, end of May. Uh, I remember asking everybody uh, who who the A's were playing on their birthdays, and for some reason, uh, a bunch of people said the Cubs, and they only play them once, and I think it's at the end of May. So mark your calendars. I don't know if it's here or there, but say Suzuki going against Fuji. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, just last thing from this press conference on the on his front, the what of what he's you know what what he's going up to or what he's up to uh he he is now back in japan he returned on wednesday to go get his visa to get ready for the 2023 baseball season uh once that is secured and Mercatse, I, I maybe it was either katsai or forced uh said like oh yeah scott's got the hookups for those things uh <laughs> he'll have it in time it's fine and i thought that that was funny because scott boris probably does in fact have many hookups to get visas like really fast um so good for him he's a good agent uh he he also was very reserved in his thoughts about a salary floor i thought because uh, he was with the a's and i thought that that was uh, a good time as well but that's for another day uh so uh fuji has returned to japan and he's going to be coming back at stateside, reporting to Mesa a little bit early to get acclimated to the culture, acclimated to just the facilities, and just uh, acclimated to you know, life out here. Because this is uh, this is where he's going to be doing it for the at least the year of 2023. So uh, I'm very excited for what is to come from Fuji and all of that stuff. But coming up, we're going to be talking about how he fits into the A's rotation. So stay locked in, you guys. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, analysis, things. Where the hell? There we go. It's there. I found it. Now we can start again. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and world club. World Cup's over. Bet on Argentina. That that's my that's my bet online take for today. Bet on Argentina. I, I got a good feeling about them this year. <laughs> They've got it all over at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing that you do, because you're listening to one currently, you can find those over at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Uh, check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Uh, whenever there's news or insight or analysis, I got you covered over at Inside the A's. So uh, go follow Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook so you never miss an article over there. But let's talk about Fuji in the rotation because that is where he is expected to start. Uh, David Force, the A's GM, said he expects Fuji to be in the rotation. Uh, that is, that's a quote from the press conference. It was streamed. There you go. Um, so that is, that is an expectation. We will see what happens after spring training uh, because there's there's a lot at play here. And health and effectiveness are two of those things. Uh, when healthy, the rotation should shape up to have Cole Irvin, probably 
opening day against probably Shohei Otani. So that should be a lot of fun. And then behind him, you got Paul Blackburn, assuming health. Uh, and then you got Shintaro Fujinami. Very excited. And this is not in any order. I'm just naming the five guys. So uh, Shintaro Fujinami. I would love to see him pitch against the Angels. Get uh, the, the Japanese media would have a, a field day with him facing off against Shohei Otani at some point in that series. It doesn't have to be pitching. It could just be as a hitter. That'd be great. Uh, so I would love to see that at some point. Um, it'll, they, they play still like 10 times over the course of the season. It'd be fine. Uh, and then you got Drew Rachinsky, uh, the signee from the, the KBO. He spent five years over there and was the most effective pitcher in those four years in the KBO. So he, he's a solid bet to be in the rotation. He's made 30 plus starts in each of the last four seasons. He can give you innings and starts and be healthy and consistent. He, he might be like the linchpin guy in this rotation. If he goes down, there's some more question marks going around. But him and Cole Irvin, you're going to get health and fairly steady uh, you know, results from both those guys, I think. So th those are two big guys. And then, assuming health, you got James Caprillion uh, somewhere in there. Maybe fifth, maybe fourth, maybe third. I don't know. But James Caprillion and Bl Paul Blackburn, um, if he if he to start the season... Maybe. I don't know. Uh, the the uh, Marcate refused. Not refused. He said that he didn't want to talk about other guys' health. Uh, he wanted to let them, you know, say what uh, their health situation is probably when spring training starts. So we'll probably be getting updates on those on February 15th or thereabouts uh, because that is when pitchers and catchers report. That is the first day of camp. So get excited. It's a month away. Camp starts so soon. Baseball. Love it. Um, so, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, James Caprilli had shoulder surgery, so we do not know if he's going to be ready at the start of the season. He might be able to pitch a little bit uh, in spring training. might not be built up to be a starter just yet, so that is where his iffiness comes in. Uh, and then you got Paul Blackburn, who finished the season, the 2022 season, on the IL. So how healthy will he be to start the 2023 season? How, what's his health like right now? Uh, we don't know. So waiting in the wings, you got three other guys uh, by my measure. I mean, there's more. There, there's like six other starters that could be in the rotation, including AJ Puck, who is going to be stretched out. But I'm not, I wasn't planning to talk about him, but AJ Puck planning, uh, the, the plan is still to stretch him out and maybe have him be a starter, at least stretch him out, maybe have him be a longer guy or maybe a tandem starter or a piggyback starter. Um, I don't know. But if the plan is to try and get him back into the rotation, you need to probably up his innings workload in 2023 because he was at 66, I believe, last season. So you want to get him around 100 and then maybe you can get like 140, 150 out of him next year as a starter. And uh, that would probably be the best course of action for the Oakland A's in, you know, the next two seasons, assuming he can stay healthy, which is, he, he did it in 2022. So that's that's good news. Let's see if he can do it again. That's that's the next step, I would imagine. Um, but behind the five that I already mentioned, in Irvin Blackburn, Fuji, Rachinsky, and uh, James Caprillion, you got Kyle Muller, who the A's are excited about after getting him in the Sean Murphy deal. Um, he, he just needs a chance to start at the major league level. He has one option left, so he doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, he doesn't have to be in the rotation. He doesn't have to be in the major leagues, but maybe. Uh, and then you got Ken Waldachek, who was good. He has wins against Shohei Otani and, and Jacob DeGrom already. So um, those are two good starters right there. 
both lefties. And then you got uh, J.P. Sears, another lefty. Uh, those are the three guys that would be, you know, probably knocking on the door behind these five guys. So if two of them are down, two of those guys are probably going to be making the rotation. Um, and then you got, you know, your Adrian uh, Martinez and your Adam Allers. And those are that's all of your uh, starting rotation options at this point in time. That's a, that's a lot of guys. A lot of guys with some talents. So I think that Fuji really lengthens the depth that the A's already had. They already had 10, well, 10 with A.J. Puck. Now they have 10 without A.J. Puck. And so they've got some depth. that They're built for you know sustain, being able to sustain productivity with injury involved and stuff like that. So I'm intrigued to see how it goes. A lot of these guys have also pitched with a pitch clock. So they're not going to be taken aback by anything that has happened or any of the new rule changes. So let's let's see what happens in 2023. I think they, they have a good group. Uh, David Forrest is excited about the group of pitchers that he has. Uh, Manolo, one of the reporters at the press conference, said that there's a, a now rotation and a future rotation. And uh, David Forrest said that he needs to send that to marketing because that's that's kind of what they have right now. And... For me, it's a little bit weird that you have most of the, the non-rotation in pitching now and not somewhere else. <laughs> uh, whereas that the future rotation, which is ready now or could use more work at the major league level. So the recording paused and I don't know when it paused. So I'm just going to say the A's have a lot to be excited about right now. They have a lot of depth, both in the starting rotation and in the, in the bullpen. That's... That's amazing. And I, I'm very excited about what the A's have to bring in 2023. But coming up, we're going to be talking a little about, about just what Fuji brings to the A's in 2023 and why I'm very excited about him being a member of this team wherever he fits in. So stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check us out at Inside the A's on Twitter and Instagram, or Twitter and Facebook at Inside the A's so you never miss an article over there. And uh, go go subscribe to the YouTube page because we want to get to 1,000 subs by opening day. We're getting very close. Like There's like 30 a week of you guys. You guys are doing great. So thank you to everybody who's already subscribed. Uh, tell your friends. Tell the, your friends that the A's are a baseball team. That's helpful, I think, in growing the channel, as well as liking, commenting, and subscribing down below. But let's talk about how uh, Fuji. I, I keep wanting to say uh, Shintaro Fujinami, and he doesn't want me to. So Fuji. How does Fuji uh, improve the A's pitching staff in 2023? There's a lot of upside here. I gotta say, there's a lot of upside. He really seemed to turn a corner at in the second half of the 2022 season. He showed improved command. He was using his slider a little bit less, which led to that a little bit. He said that he's very confident in his slider during the press conference, um, which I wouldn't expect him to say that he's not. So I don't know how, what to make of that, but uh, he said that he's confident in it. So that's that's good. That's good news, <laughs> I guess. Um, but. If he has truly figured out his command and he can control three-plus pitches, he's going to be a pretty good starter, I, I would imagine, for the A's in 2023. Um, I don't know if he's going to be pitching for the A's much beyond 2023 or for the duration of 2023, but 
for as long as he's here, he could be a good starter if he has three pitches and he's throwing the, the pitches that he has. Um, he, he could have like a 3-5 ERA for the A's, and that, the A's did not have one of those guys last year in the starting rotation. So if he pitches well, he's going to be in the A starting rotation, and he'd be good. And if he's not good in the rotation, they can move him to the bullpen, and he'd probably be good there because he could only he would only need his fastball and his splitter. His fastball runs 96, 97, probably 97 in the bullpen. And his splitter last year out of the bullpen was going 92, which would be like the third or fourth hardest splitter in the majors. So he's got some two solid pitches that he can control. At the very worst, he's going to be a reliever. Um if the A's are hoping to flip him at some point and trade him, uh, obviously you want him more as a as a starting pitcher. But you could probably do okay for uh, a reliever that's about to break out. That hey, maybe he's up for like a four year, forty million dollar deal. Uh, maybe a team wants to take take a stab on him and get him signed before he reaches free agency. I don't know. There, there might be some value in that. Uh, but hopefully the A's are the team that sees the value in that, and they sign him. As I talked about before, John Fisher has not handed out a lot of money in the past. Uh, I think his, long, or his most expensive deal was technically Chris Davis, who they traded a year into the two-year deal, and he was set to make $32.5 million. So it's not like the A's are going to do... Four and 40 doesn't sound like a lot, but the A's haven't done that either. Uh, it's a lower average annual va- annual value, so maybe that's maybe that's the key, just the annual value right there. But if he pitches well, hopefully, hopefully, the A's can lock him up for a little bit longer. Um, he said, uh, David Force said that it was important to Fuji to get an opportunity to start in the majors, and I thought that that was very interesting phrasing because he said, an opportunity he's going to have that opportunity in spring if he doesn't seize the opportunity or he, he doesn't do well with it then uh yeah you could move him to the bullpen he'd be fine he'd, he'd be good there but i think they want him to be a starter you know like they want aj puck to be a starter uh one of them can be maybe both if you use him in tandem but only one of them is probably going to be and i would say that fuji is probably the better bet of the two um just because I'll Puck's more of a long-term project, I would imagine. Also, I thought that it was interesting. I had this uh, quick Twitter discussion with Melissa Lockhart of the F of the Athletic uh, in her piece talking about the A signing Shintaro Fujinami. Uh, Keith Law was, you know, he was the co-author of that piece. In the comments, somebody asked uh, what the team control looked like for Shintaro Fujinami. They, obviously, it's a one-year, like three and a half million dollar deal with like a. $1 million in incentives. Um, and they were like, oh, so does he like go to arbitration after this? And according to Keith Law, that is usually how this works, unless it's, you know, in the contract that that is not how it works and they just become, they, they get like non-tendered and then they hit free agency uh, because they have to. Um, and that's worked into the contract. That's just the language that is in there. And uh, Keith Law's like, yeah, unless that's in there. And then he's probably just going to hit arbitration and he is under team control up until that point. And I was like, that is not what I thought, actually. So that was that was surprising. So I asked Melissa about that. Um, and she also did not know. She was like, I actually, we, we both 
are very not familiar with the A's signing free agents on the international market like this. So it was a new thing for us to learn. And we, uh, she learned and then told me um, that he will, in fact, be a free agent at the end of the year, which is kind of what we expected. But also, dang it, I was kind of excited there for a second. I was like, ooh, dang it. Um, so that, that kind of stinks. Um, yeah, so, oh, well, we, we get him for one year. And hopefully, if he's you know, pitching well through like May or June, uh, the A's decide to, you know, sign him for longer because the, I mean, he's going to bring guys to their people to the ballpark. He's going to bring uh, exposure with the Japanese media uh, to the ballpark. He's going to bring fans to the ballpark. That's kind of what you want in a player. I think uh, I, I know that, you know, the A's have had good teams, winning teams. Ooh, uh, you're, you're Sean Murphy's, you're Matt Olson's, you're Matt Chapman's. Uh, but were they like single-handedly bringing guys or people to the ballpark? I'm not sure. I think the Fuji can. So maybe, maybe they can actually sign him. And maybe I'm just delusional because uh, I've been doing this for too long. Uh, I've, by doing this, I mean being an A's fan for too long and... To, to be an A's fan for this long, you gotta have a little bit of crazy in you, and that's my crazy is every now and then, I think these might sign somebody. So we'll see. Uh, you, you can save the audio. I don't know. Uh, let's <laughs> He's gonna be traded by the end of spring training, isn't he? <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for making the Lockdown A's your first listen of the day. Uh, for your second listen, go check out uh, Lindsey Crosby. He's talking prospects over there at Lockdown MLB Prospects. He does a good job over there. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, Ramon Laureano is not trade bait. So we're going to talk about that and whether or not that's a good idea. Um, if you're a longtime listener, I might surprise you. We will see. <laughs> I might surprise you in a depressing way. We'll find out. Uh, but that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much uh, again. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Sub subscribe to the channel. We're getting, we're trying to get to a thousand subs by opening day. We're, we're getting close. We're like 250 away. So just go subscribe to the channel. Uh, but anyways, that's it for me today, you guys. Uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk at you tomorrow. <laughs>